Proclaiming Christ for you in word and song. We are the messenger of good news, worldwide, KFUO.org, AM850 here in the St. Louis region. I'm Gary. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment in scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Hi, Matt. Hi, Gary. Good to be here with you. It's great to have you back for this segment. And we read last week, Jeremiah 29 through 40. You bet. Yeah, I encourage our listeners to keep on reading along with us if they'd like. And uh, if you're not reading along with us, join us anytime. Uh, So last week was, uh, like you said, Gary, 29 through 40. Uh, Chapter 29, I kind of alluded to this last week, contains perhaps the most famous verse in all the book of Jeremiah. So it's chapter 29, verse 11. And this verse is used for confirmation verses. Uh, It's something we might see on plaques, (laughs) on wall hangings. Uh, Preachers like to preach on it. We hear it a lot, and it's a beautiful verse. It's a beautiful verse of promise. But I think that that verse 11 even has more meaning for us if we understand the context in which it's written. So that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit, is the context in which it was written. Okay. So chapter 29, Jeremiah is writing a letter to the exiles. So these are people who have been taken away from Judah and taken into exile in Babylon. So they're in this foreign land, a foreign place. They don't know exactly what the future holds, if they are going to be there long term, or if they're ever going to return back home to Judah and to Jerusalem. So you can imagine, you know, try to put ourselves in their shoes. You know, if someone shipped us off by force from our homes, forced us to leave, went to a foreign land where it's a different culture, a different language, and then we're stuck there and we have no idea how long we'll be there or if we'll ever come home. I mean, that's 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 pretty rough, right? That's that's upsetting the apple cart. <laughs> pretty exactly, bad. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> Here's what Jeremiah then writes to the exiles. This is what the Lord instructs Jeremiah to write. So, uh, chapter twenty nine, uh, verse verse four. We'll start there. Uh, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent to exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. So, acknowledging that ultimately, you know, the Lord's the one behind all this. He says, build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Uh, Take wives for your sons. Give them your daughters in marriage. They may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I've sent you in exile. Pray to the Lord on its behalf. Um, for the in, the in its your welfare, you will find your welfare. So I think that's that's kind of interesting. He says, as long as you're in exile, hey. Um, thrive where, you, where you've been placed, uh, get married, uh, have children, seek even the welfare of this foreign city, uh, which is probably not what we would expect, uh, perhaps, the Lord to say. But he goes on and explains himself, verse 8, For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are among you deceive you, and do not listen to the dreams that they dream, for it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, declares the Lord. So, in other words, you know, get ready for the long haul. You're going to be in this foreign land for a while. And then here are the famous verses from Jeremiah, verse 10 and verse 11. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise to bring you back to this place. So, after 70 years, you're going to be brought back to Judah, brought back home, brought back to Jerusalem. And here's verse 11, this most famous of verses. 
For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Yeah, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, uh, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. So within that context, the Lord is saying, oh, things look bad now. You're in a foreign land. You're going to be there many years. But guess what? I have plans for you, and they're good plans. I'm going to give you a future and a hope. So those words, I mean, full of comfort for the people of Israel as they're in a foreign place. God hasn't forgot about them. No, just the opposite. He has a plan for them, and it's a good plan. So really words of comfort for the whole community. Uh, beautiful words. And so I think you can see why these words are so popular today, too. Um, in our own context, we may not be in that foreign land, right? But yet God's word remains the same. Uh, maybe we have other heartaches in our life. Maybe it's other difficulties. Maybe it's not that we live in Babylon, but it's that we live in uh, we live in a place that's imperfect. We live in St. Louis. I live in St. Louis. <laughs> right. There's crime. Right. It is not perfect. Yeah. Uh, this whole world is imperfect. And yet that reminder that promise from the Lord remains true for us too. So no that matter the where Lord we has are, a plan for us. Yeah, no matter where we are, the Lord has a plan for us. Yeah, isn't that beautiful, Gary? Mm -hmm. You know, no matter how bad things look, no matter where we're at, the Lord has a plan for us. And, and even where we're placed is part of the Lord's plan, even where we're at. Right. Uh, and these plans are good to give us a future and a hope. Uh, that those are words of comfort. Those are words worth memorizing and knowing and taking to heart. And, you know, ultimately that, that best of plans is the plan that's for us in Jesus Christ, right. uh, that he sent his son to save us, that no matter what we know for those who are in faith in Christ, that we have a future and we have a hope. And it's beyond this world. It's that everlasting hope. And thanks be to God for that. So beautiful words, words. Yeah, definitely. Great confirmation verse. No doubt about it. Great words to know. But I think they become even more rich when we see the context in which they are first written in the book of Jeremiah. Right. Would you like to lead us in prayer? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, Lord God, we uh, thank you that you do not leave us and abandon us, that no matter what our circumstances are in this life, in this fallen world, uh, even when things look bad, even when it looks as though we are we're in exile, uh, Lord, we know that you still have a plan for us, and that it's a good plan, a plan to give us a future and a hope. Uh, thank you, Lord, for bringing about that plan for us, ultimately in Jesus, our Savior, uh, so that we have an everlasting certain hope in him. Uh, Lord, uh, help us to, to find comfort day to day in knowing that your plans for us are good. Uh, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, Matt, when I think about that and I think about what we've been through uh, as a, uh, not just country, but the world with the pandemic over the last year and a half, uh, it's, those are comforting words that the Lord has a plan for us. Because sometimes we forget that when we're like, is this pandemic ever going to end? It seems like it's ending and then it continues. And then we've had a lot of social unrest lately, too, here in our country. So uh, those are some great words to fall back on when you're having those moments of discouragement that no matter what you're going through right now, there is a plan. So that's some uh, Amen. good yeah. stuff. Good stuff you talked about today. Yeah, well, thanks, Gary. Yeah, especially when things seem uncertain, when things like it's, it's chaos <laughs> out there. Uh, wait a second. No, God's in control. He has a plan. And it's a good one. Okay, and so for us to have that hope as Christians, oh boy, that makes the the chaos and the uncertainty of COVID and other things more bearable <laughs> to know that 
God is in control and he's got a plan, a plan for us. Exactly. So what is um, our reading for the uh, next week, the day after Thanksgiving? Glad you asked, Gary. So we'll finish up uh, the book of Jeremiah and then get into Lamentations chapter one. So yeah, Jeremiah, the longest book of the Bible in terms of number of words. So we will finally finish that up and then get into Lamentations chapter one. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Gary. Proclaiming Christ for you, AM 850 KFUO.